Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. He's been trying to do his research to find any other cases that involved truck drivers with hitchhikers or, or killings. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Based on some of the evidence we had in the bag and at the scene, we don't believe that that's the spot where she was actually murdered. It has been 30 years since a 24-year-old woman is reported missing from Jacksonville, Florida. This was back in 1991. I'm joined by anchor and reporter Katie Jeffries at First Coast News in Jacksonville. Katie, thanks for being here. I'm always glad to be here. Thank you for spotlighting this case. Yeah, absolutely. This is one that, you know, as I mentioned, it's been three decades, but there might be a little movement on this one. Tell us what's going on. So in December of 1991, there was a young woman named Kathy Barniak. She made a phone call from a truck stop in Lake City to her stepfather um, and told her stepfather that she was on her way home back to Jacksonville and she was going to get a ride with two truckers. And that, unfortunately, was the last time anyone ever heard from her. So she goes missing. Um, She's reported missing by her family. And it wasn't until 18 months later, in July of 1993, I believe it was, that her body was discovered by two fishermen. Um, They were fishing underneath a a bridge, kind of an I-10 bridge over a small creek. They noticed some stray dogs kind of digging at the ground. And when they went over there, um, they smelled, obviously, a, a very memorable smell of death. And then they saw what they believed to be maybe some flesh and a human bone. So they call the sheriff's department who goes there and um, they dig up the area and they discover the remains of Kathy Barniak. And Katie, do we know how investigators were able to identify her at the time? Was it what she was wearing or was DNA used or anything like that? I believe it was through clothing and um, I don't believe it was DNA because DNA was so early on. So I think it was dental records. Um Unfortunately, with this case, there's not really any DNA evidence that they can do genetic genealogy with, because that was one of my first questions. You know, if you have the bags, if you have the duffel bag, you would think, obviously, the person or persons that killed her would have touched those. Um, And they said that because of where she was buried, it was in a creek bed, because that area would sometimes flood when, when it rained, that would mean the area was soggy, it was covered by water, and that meant there was really no... DNA left on the bags, on the duffel bag for them to be able to use. And those conditions also meant that my understanding is cause of death was not determined at the time, right? Right. So they never were able to determine exactly how she died. Um, The way they found her body, the lieutenant described it to me as when investigators first um, uncovered the duffel bag and they looked inside, initially they thought Kathy had been cut in half and put in that bag. Um, just because of the way the body was in the bag. It wasn't until they got her back to the medical examiner's office, they were able to remove her body from the bag, that it was just the way in which she had been folded and placed into the bag. But still, just a really, really sad, really difficult case with not many threads to pull. You mentioned she had called her stepfather. He was perhaps the last person to talk to her, right? 
Right. So she, a few days prior, um, prior to going to Lake City, friends told investigators she had met a man who had offered her some clerical work to do some clerical work. He had kind of a tree trimming business out in Lake City, um, and he had offered her kind of an office job. And she'd only been out there a couple of days when it didn't work out and she was looking to come back to Jacksonville. And that's when she called her stepfather from a truck stop in Lake City saying that she was coming back. Um, but investigators don't even know which truck stop. Um, she wasn't specific on exactly where she was. And the man whom she met, who you mentioned there, police looked at him, right? But he was cleared. They did. So they looked at him. He was really their only quote unquote suspect at the time, but he was since cleared. Um, and, and they don't believe he had anything to do with this. It's been so long since this case has, has took place and since her body, her remains were found three decades but what can you tell us about her? She was still a young woman when she was murdered. She was. So she was 24 years old. Um, the lieutenant said she had struggled with narcotics during her lifetime. Um, and she had two young children who were both removed from her care when they were still a baby and a toddler. Um, so unfortunately, these two children never really got a chance to know their mom. I did speak to the family of of one of her children because the boys were removed from her care and adopted out by other families. Um, and, you know, his stepmom said that they hope that there's closure to this case, but unfortunately, he really has no memory of his mother, of Kathy. Um, but he would like to see, of course, some closure in her case. Um, but outside of that, she was known to hitchhike. They say she was a very friendly person, but she did struggle with, with narcotics. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Katie, you spoke to an investigator who is who is looking into this case, right? What's going on today? So he was really hoping to get kind of the light back on this case because sadly with this one, now that it's been 30 years, the majority of her family that knew her has since passed away. I mean, her stepfather has passed away, her her parents. Um, so he said he's he's really worried that this case will become one that is just forgotten by time because there's really no one left to advocate for her as a victim. So he has since posted this uh, on Facebook trying to gather new leads or really even talk to anyone still alive that knew Kathy at the time. Um, but he's also really hoping that law enforcement in other areas Maybe something about this case sounds familiar, whether it be the fact that her body was wrapped in garbage bags and folded and put in a duffel bag or that she was found under a bridge. So he's really looking at seeing if there are any other similar cases, especially cases that might involve truckers, um, whether they be solved or, or unsolved cold cases that might help lead him to the people that did this. That's really kind of the thread he's trying to pull. And there might have been other cases that he's aware of, right, involving truckers or hitchhikers in the early 90s where young women went missing? Right. Unfortunately, there is a lot of cases involving truckers from the early 90s. It's um, When I was talking to him, he said it's a big issue. It's something the FBI is looking into because it's hard to keep track of it all because truckers, obviously, they change jurisdictions. They move across state lines. So it's hard to um, kind of have a, a, a database or have 
a certain list of cases to go back and look at. So he's been trying to do his research to find any other cases that involved truck drivers um, with hitchhikers or or killings. Um, but he's hoping that if this case sounds familiar to any other law enforcement department, that they would reach out to him. You know, I'm struck by the fact that you cover these cases and and other ones like it, uh, cold cases or, or investigations that have been going on for many years. And this is just another one where it's a young woman murdered, left under a bridge. It's so horrible. And without DNA evidence, it really does just take you know hard police work. And every now and again, you hear about a breakthrough or something happening. Truly, yeah. You really hope that with this one, there is maybe a retired law enforcement officer somewhere that hears this story and thinks, you know what, that sounds like something I covered back in the 90s. And maybe that is the piece that breaks this case. Um, Because without DNA evidence, especially 30 years later, I mean, you're really, it's hard. It's really, really hard without DNA evidence. So hopefully getting this case back in the spotlight um, can bring in new leads. Because I think what's so sad is like, you don't want Kathy to be forgotten. And that's what the lieutenant said too, that without her family, um, unfortunately, her children never really knew her. There's just no one to be her voice or her advocate for her case anymore. And unfortunately, that sometimes being victims, they do get forgotten with time. Katie Jeffries at First Coast News in Jacksonville. Thank you so much for talking to us about this. We appreciate it. Always. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Daily Crime, a podcast from Vault Studios. Be sure to check out our other podcasts, including Bardstown, The Officer's Wife, and our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. <laughs>